Chronicles of the Awakened is a story-based podcast and is a work of fiction created by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else podcasts are found. Chapter 37 Energy Courses Chase squeezes her thumb and index fingers across her chin, something she does when thinking of what to say. She thinks back to when Mia explained everything to her and how she felt listening to it. It was a combination of excitement and being overwhelmed. I've talked about life energy already, but to understand the scope of what it is and what you can do, you have to understand that everything is made from it here, including our bodies, Chase begins. This is pretty different because you were still a child when you died. You didn't have time to form the different beliefs and you didn't have the same education that I had. So it is different to explain it to you. So just stop me if you need to. When we die, our physical body is left behind and it is a life energy within that can pass on to the afterlife. In some people, that life energy is much stronger than others. And we're not really sure why that is. Originally, I thought it had to do with the way we died. But after learning how some of the others died, I personally had to rethink that. When you look at me, you see a normal body. I look human. And if you touch me, I feel like a human. This is the hard part to explain, but this building we are in is also made of life energy. Life energy can be changed into matter of various types. Chase pulls her hilt from her holster and shows it to Vincent. This hilt is also made of life energy, but as you can see, the material, it looks like it is obviously different than the walls, floors, and ceilings of this building. What I'm trying to say is, life energy can be converted into any material, including what looks like human flesh. What do you mean, looks like? Vincent asks, touching his hand to his face. I can feel my face, my skin. It feels real. It might feel like that, but it is not skin, not the way you think. Our bodies are made up of our own life energy. Inside, we are mostly pure energy, which is why we can do things a human cannot. Lola, who runs our science division, calls our body a shell, but I personally do not like that term, especially thinking about the demonic shells that are devoid of free will. We naturally create this body because in the afterlife, we live as living humans did. Though none of us has ever been there, Gabriel was able to find information on it from the angels. We guessed an afterlife similar to our real life was the easiest to accept, and so our life energy automatically forms this body, which can be a mirror of the body that we had when alive, if we wanted to be. As I told you before, because of the instability of the negative mirror, you aged or else you would still look like a 10-year-old. 
Regardless, your body would seem to you like a real one. But trust me, it is not. Our shell is much stronger than human skin, and it reacts differently when damaged. At first it will tear and suffer the same type of damage human skin would. But soon after it becomes brittle, kind of like glass. If we take too much damage, our shells can shatter, and the life energy within us can become unstable and explode. If that happens, our life energy is released and dissipates, which means slowly disappears. When this happens, it is absorbed by the life energy surrounding us. And while we do not technically die, since energy cannot be completely destroyed, we lose our consciousness, who we are, and become what is called non-sentient life energy. Vincent can remember images before being rescued by Chase. The feeling inside him was of someone trapped in between a nightmare and the waking world. The idea of his body disappearing frightens him, and yet his curiosity excites him. His mind screams out, wanting to learn more. There is too much to explain about our bodies, Vincent, but what you need to know for now is that we are all able to start out doing what normal humans can and over time we learn we can do much much more. When I fed you information, part of that information included how to fight and how to function in this body of ours. Now that does not mean that you are proficient or good at fighting, at least not as good as I am, just that you understand the basics. Inside this body of ours, we have organs just like humans do but only some of them are necessary. What I mean by this is, for instance, we have lungs, yet we do not need to breathe. Chase scratches her head, thinking back to how confused she felt when Mia explained how her body worked. Even now, she sometimes mixes up the facts about her own body. The thought causes her to smile for a moment as she sees a somewhat confused look on Vincent's face. <sighs> I can see that you're confused, Vincent. Maybe this is better for Beverly to explain. Just remember this. Certain things like movement still rely on our muscles, and so having our legs damaged, for example, can hinder our walking or running ability. However, damage to our chest or stomach does not mean that we would be hampered in the same way. It all depends on how much control we have over our own life energy and how well we understand our own bodies. The stronger we are, the more damage we can take, and the longer we can keep going, even when badly hurt. This is why we train, because this takes time. For someone like you, Vincent, if I was to stab you in your chest, you would feel pain just as if you were alive, and suffer the same effects a living person would. This is because you do not know yourself fully. In a nutshell, it's all about control, Vincent. Control of your life energy is the key to our survival. Control? Vincent whispers. Chase's words echoes through Vincent's mind as his worry returns. Can the power inside him be controlled? How could that be if the power was forced into him by an enemy? Vincent realizes his only hope is that as Chase said, with time, he will be able to understand himself 
and control the power inside of him. Chase walks over and places her right hand on Vincent's forehead and closes her eyes. Let's do something different, Chase begins. As I said, our bodies are made of life energy and therefore everything we have on ourselves is also made from life energy. My clothes are part of me and can be modified by me. Even something as simple as changing your look can take time and practice, but I will do for you what Mia did for me. Vincent can feel Chase's presence within him. He can feel her strength as she begins to channel some of her life energy into his body. Slowly Vincent begins to better understand Chase's explanation of their bodies and something else he cannot quite pinpoint. I want you to think about changing your clothes, Vincent. I originally dressed much like I did when alive, but over time I earned the nickname the gunslinger, so I modified my dress to fit that. Think about something you'd like to wear. It can be anything since clothes do not hinder us, but keep in mind it also does not add any protection unless it is made for us specifically and we actually put it on. Vincent tries to think of something to wear, but draws a blank. Much of his memories are hazy, and whenever he tries to think of the past, he can only see his mother holding him underwater, a vision he'd rather avoid if at all possible. Instead, he focuses on Chase's clothing and imagines a similar style on himself. I can pick up on what you're thinking, Vincent, I guess it's understandable considering how young you were and that you might not have many dress choices. Here, let me see if I can make something up for you. Vincent feels a wave of energy wash over him. His body begins to glow and his clothing morphs into pure white energy and begins to reform on his body. Chase guides Vincent's life energy to form a new set of clothing, something unique and his own. And a flash of light is over. Chase steps back and looks at Vincent, smiling at her handiwork. Vincent looks down at his body. He is dressed in faded blue jeans with black gym shoes. A black belt around his waist holds a holster similar to Chase's with a katana-style sword hilt inside. A plain white short-sleeved t-shirt sits under a long open black dress shirt. Vincent touches the material of his shirt, surprised of its softness and how it feels so real. In time, and once you learn how, you will be able to change how you look, and I don't mean just your clothing. This is how a friend of mine looked the last time I saw him. Maybe the dress is a little generic, but I hope you don't mind. Vincent reaches down and pulls the sword hilt from his holster and looks at the white and red stitching around the handle. The hilt guard is the yin and yang symbol, but also in white and red. Vincent runs his finger along the three holes that run up and down the hilt. I like it, Vincent says. Thank you. You're very welcome. Now, I think it's time we teach you about our weapons. Next time, Chapter 38.